When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another new episode of Perfectly Good Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that is counting down every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. I am Jesse Jackson, and we've got clicks, clocks ticking all around our ears with my partner in all things John Hyatt, Sylvan Groth. Hello, Sylvan. Yeah, I'm sure to uh, go anywhere from with you, no matter what that might be. And yeah, today we are talking about some a song that has some unique distinctions in the John Hyatt catalog, Father Stars. Yeah, I am really looking forward to what you dug up on for Just the Facts. And so go ahead, tell us what you, what can you share with us? Well, Father Stars was the final track number 11 on an album called Tiki Bars Open, which had the distinction of being released September 11, 2001. Uh, it was the second and last album for Vanguard Records. It peaked at number 89 on the U.S. album charts. The band on that album was featured as John Hyatt and the Goners, which means Sonny Landrick was on slide guitar, Dave Ranson was on bass, Kenny Blevins was on drums, and we hear Julie Miller, who has also covered John with her partner, I'm not even sure if they're brother and sister, or husband and wife, Buddy Miller, but Julie and Buddy Miller. I was not able to find any covers of this, but there is a live version out there. So John did bring it out on tour a bit. And 
I also found an interesting opinion spattered in the wonderful biography filled of lots of interesting facts about John Hyatt and his music. Have a Little Faith, the John Hyatt story by Michael Elliott. Mike Elliott wrote about Father Stars. It is unique in Hyatt's oeuvre, but it makes you wish he'd give a visit to this style more often. So I thought perhaps you and I might be of the same mind, Jesse. So it seemed important to me to give Mike and those who are a fan of this style of John Hyatt's music their say here at the podcast. That covers just the facts for Father Stars. Very nice. I now want to do a deep dive on this Julian Miller and that Julie and Billy sound like they'd be fun. I get need to check out those covers. All right. We're going to come back and talk about Further Stars, which every time I see this, I think further along the old Baptist hymn, which is not what this is. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, 
you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Okay, here we are. We are back. We are talking Farther Stars. Uh, and me and the godless Northeast, I, I'm intrigued by that Baptist comment. Is yes. that a, a hymn that is very yeah. well known down in Texas? Yes. Father Along is a in the Baptist hymnal, and it is Father Along, we'll get there by and by. And now then I'm drawing a... This is a, let me look at Father Long hymn lyrics. Trident. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it is a Father Long tempted and tried. We oft made to wonder why it should be thus all the day long while there are others living among us never molested though in the wrong. Father Long will know more about it. Father Long will understand why. Cheer up, my brother. Live in the sunshine. Will understand it all by and by. It is the style of, and actually, we haven't done this in a while, but JB and Rob, who did Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, both came from religious background and they talked about there's this whole of, especially in the old South, the gospel of you're suffering in this life, but in the next life, you'll be rewarded, that you should not focus on this current life, that ultimately, yes, you have to suffer, yes, you have to do, but ultimately, you will receive a reward in the further along in the by and by, uh, which is always interesting to discuss. And you very clearly explained why I was not familiar with that hymn, because I'm pretty sure there would be no Unitarian Universalist who would sing that hymn. Yes, absolutely. All right, so thank you guys for letting us get off topic just for a moment. You want to start us out, Lyrics? Sure. Friend of mine, friends of mine, they don't hear clocks ticking all around their ears. They don't expect a thing. Bridges moving while the river sings. Long lost love, where do we go from here? Farther stars, different atmospheres. Hmm. I want to hear what you thought, but I there is an itch that I have as I listen to this is I can't place what artist or what song this sounds and i'm hoping you will give me some suggestions it sounds a little bit like psychedelic beatles yeah. but it is a genre that i do not especially like i don't like this style all apologies to michael elliott and i'm glad he loves it i don't this doesn't work for me as a musical style i don't like John's voice in this. I don't like the musical background and I can't even explain why. This is one where I wish we had a musician that would say, oh, Jesse, that's because he's playing in a minor key with a bop and that's why it's uncomfortable for you. So and I I've talked too much at your is, turn. But I'm yeah. not a, a musician either, so I don't know if it is a minor or a major key. But the other thing is I was thinking about this being 2001 and it being on Vanguard, um, which 
John, when he joined Vanguard, talked about how it was this very legendary folk album that he knew Odetta from, and it was just had this seeped in a musical history kind of thing. And you're right that it does have a throwback to, I don't know 60s psychedelic rock well enough to name a band, but it does have that feeling. And you can almost imagine the music video with the like tracing rainbows kind of images going through. And so it was, I feel, trying to be a retro sound, which now looking at it, two decades into the future, it sounds even more dated than something that would have come from the 60s at that time. That could just be my opinion, but it sounds like a copy of a copy. It's lost something in the translation, musically. I do feel like it's one of those songs that if you take the lyrics away from the musical and the production, then you have a different experience. It's an interesting idea that he is very aware of time grinding down, clocks ticking around your ears, and bridges and rivers and the geological age passing and what we can control, how we try to tame nature, but it still keeps on going and moving. But it's another one of those songs that if you had asked me what the lyrics were, I might've been able to tell you the chorus, but I really, the verses never really stuck with me. Yeah. And, and I'm picturing in my mind, what if this was in the style of feels like rain, right? Not necessarily that tune, but in that style, I think this would be interesting because as I read it all away. Yeah. And that having that and just having John, because it does feel a little bit like John's voice is distorted a little bit. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. like Peter Frampton with the synthesizer in the Uh seventies and, and I give me, I, my first musical heroes were the beach boys with had and Brian Wilson did layers upon layers of harmony so i certainly can embrace something besides three chords and the truth but in many ways i I think john is almost best when he is doing that even with a band when they are that kind of bear is the wrong word but the idea the album where they didn't have percussions the only where it's just his foot is keeping time um yeah and the other thing i was thinking of is that we forget how much people love to talk about what is john hyatt what genre does he fit in is he rock is he folk is he blues blah 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 blah. and i am sure the term americana was being used in 2001 but it certainly wasn't to the point that you could say, oh, I like Americana music and someone would know what you were talking about. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like this is yet another attempt of John to put on a genre of music and see how it fits, waiting for that genre to find him, Yeah, which was Americana. Yeah, yeah and you wonder, 
I do not know because I am I am fairly new to Americana. I remember four or five years ago hearing that and I'm like, what? And I know some people are really unhappy with that label, right? <laughs> it's just country or it's just, but I do think it's a little bit, it's like trying to say, you don't need soul. You don't need rhythm and blues. You don't need all the different jazz. You don't need all these different terms. When Americana is a little bit everything, but I wonder in my mind, and obviously we're biased, but if you're looking at founding members of Americana, I think John Hyatt would certainly be in the discussion of not alone, but he would be one of the founding fathers. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. In fact, shameless plug for my fan magazine. I forget yeah. which issue. I actually did a whole collection of quotes, both from John and other people about what Americana music is. And it's this is how we've been trying to describe John for the past three decades. Yeah. Oh, neat. Absolutely. All right. So we go back. The river sings us back from the time. Drawn to heaven with a voice so fine. Final joys, final cries, on and off like starlight in her eyes. Long lost love. Where do we go from here? Father's, farther sky, stars, dimmeth atmospheres. Oh, I can't talk today. I love these lyrics. I they mean, are pretty, but yeah. I'm once again struck with the idea of where in the drafting process did John decide to go ahead and lay this song down? Yeah. It, it's a little bit like someone who has never written poetry before trying to come up with something poetic to impress an English teacher or a girl. And I'm wondering, Jesse, if you have a different feeling about that chorus as the song goes on. Long lost love, where do we go from here? Father stars, different atmospheres. Does it mean something different as he's giving us more of those other images? Now that you mentioned, I certainly think it could, right? Mm -hmm. And now that I'm going to have to re-listen to this and talk about it, I know last year I had a bunch of writers on Set Lusting Bruce and we discussed Bruce Springsteen's best written song. And Craig Colby, who is a writer, a film producer from Canada, his wild card was Outlaw Pete. And he says, before you chastise me, can you hear me? Each time Bruce says that as the chorus, it has a different meaning. And he says, listen to the song again. And that is good writing. That the verse can be exactly the same thing, but each time... He is saying a different person, can you hear me, in a different meaning. If this is the case, as you're saying, where that ver that chorus means something different each time, that's pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. But it's also me searching for a meaning because yeah. Father Star's different atmospheres. Atmosphere can be the astrologic that it's out there beyond the air we can breathe, or it can be a metaphoric atmosphere of just the feeling in a room, whether you're entering with someone you love or you're entering alone. 
all those kind of things. So let's go back and really overthink this because that's what we do. <laughs> that the, yeah. why we have this podcast. Yes. Friends of mine, they don't hear clocks ticking all around their ears. They don't expect a thing. Bridges moving while the river sings. Long lost love. Where do we go from here? Farther stars, different atmospheres. Different atmospheres. These people are locked into their beliefs. They're mm -hmm. locked into their point of view, call it political, call it religious, call it love, whatever they are. And the bridge is moving while the river sings and they, the clock's ticking, but they don't expect a thing that it, they're, it's a dip atmosphere and they're resisting it. Uh -huh. So then we go back to our next verse, right? The river sings us back from the time down to heaven with a voice so fine final joys, final cries on and off like starlight in her eyes. Now we could be talking about a couple, a relationship, long lost love. Where do we go from here? Farther stars, different atmospheres. Now then we've changed. Where do we go from here? Now that starlight in her eyes and we've had final cries. When you look at it that way, I absolutely could see you connecting the dots that these mean different things. Yeah. Although, and not to get ahead of ourselves, when you put them together that way, and maybe it's the mood I'm in, it really talked about mortality to me. Yes. But he's talking about the individual journey, the river singing it back from time drawn to heaven, that we, we are, we have a place that we have come from and out of stardust, we come into dust, we shall return ashes to ashes. Yada, yada. Oh, and clocks ticking around their ear, mm -hmm. the clock of our days. I could see that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you want to go to the next go verse? On? Yeah. yeah. Your poetry kept me up all night. Like you, I didn't have the heart to die. Still so many things left to say. Long lost love. Where do we go from here? Now, I have often asked myself, who is he talking about? <laughs> who is he talking to? And I, I never have a really good answer that feels right to me, but I, I love the line, your poetry kept me all up all night, whether it's in a good way that like I was reading and I'm so enjoying myself. I just couldn't put it down. I kept turning the pages. I want to read another. I want to read another, or the idea of that there was something disturbing in the truth that you say in these words that. I, I couldn't stop thinking about and couldn't go to sleep because I was so disrupted in my own little normalcy. And so what do you think it means that they don't give you the full chorus? I don't know. It's obviously trying to draw attention, but I'm still not quite sure yeah. what any of it is to say that, oh, this is yeah. why it's important because... Mm -hmm. Not sure. Yeah. And so death's the truth and death's a lie. Love is your only alibis. Mary, you'll forget this soon, where we were and when we sang this tune. And then we do get the full chorus. We get the yes. long lost love. Where do we go from here? Further stars, different atmospheres. Then a long instrumental bridge to close it mm -hmm. out. We do get long lost love, but there is a long 
instrumental ending to this song. Yeah, and it changes tempo. We have all sorts of interesting ins and outs of instrumentation and rhythms. And as I said, eight minutes and 49 seconds. The live version I found was eight minutes and 59 seconds. Mm -hmm. That's a doozy for a yeah. John Hyatt song. Yeah, because yeah. John's are normally pretty quick. Three minutes, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, Jesse, what we have here is he's trying not to be really obvious about it to not ruin your other podcast. Yeah. But he is suggesting that there is the answer of does Mary get in the car? Yes, maybe. Because yeah. She is going to forget where they were. They, they're off into yeah. another dimension. Yes. Mm -hmm. Driving out into the starlight. Yeah. This is a song I want to like but I don't like. I have no problem not liking it. It's not the John that I come for. I love the blues. I love stripped down acoustic. When he said that he was going to do Crossing Muddy Waters, which was this album before Tiki Bar, I was so excited that yeah. it was going to be completely, you know, yeah. one. And as a reminder, I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this correctly. Tiki Bar's Open was all recorded and ready to go for Capital, and Capital didn't like it. And then John got into a little bit of a tuffle with them. Mm -hmm. And while they were trying to extricate that is when he recorded Crossing Muddy Waters. Yeah. So this is actually older than that acoustic stripped down version. Yeah. He was still obviously really excited about it when it came out. But when we were talking about how it aged and whether it sounds like something from the 60s or the 80s or the early yeah. aughts or whatever... It's interesting. And one of the things that I I am a big fan of the people I love musically trying new things. Oh, absolutely. Uh, if I don't like it, I don't care. I'm going to get on my little soapbox for a minute. Please forgive me, guys. When Bruce put out his covers album last year, and it was a full album of him just doing soul covers there were a few people that had a fit. Oh my God, he's ruining his legacy. And it's, he wanted to do it. You don't like it, don't buy it. It's just, he's having fun. This is what he wants to do. He's earned that. And so I think John has the right in all artists to do something different. And if we like it, good. If we don't, that's okay too. Because it's obvious, you can tell and I wish Michael was here. Michael's, he should do more of this. Michael's loving this. And you and I are like, eh, it's a swing and a miss for me. But I think that that makes it fun. That makes it, and one of the things that I love, whether it's Sarah Hickman, whether it's John Hyatt, whether it's Bruce Springsteen, whether it's Jason Isbell, whoever you want, they don't all sound the same. All the songs don't sound the same. They like to mix it up. And and there are plenty of artists I love, but you can tell in a minute, that's a Neil Diamond song. That's an Elton John song, right? It's just, it's a style. And John, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, I, if he loved this song, I would love that he loved this song. Yes, absolutely. And 
Absolutely. Mike has, I'm very happy that Mike wrote that in his book so that we know that there's someone out there giving this song some serious love. Yeah. I remember when Bruce was touring and I understand people got tired of the little kid coming on stage and doing waiting on a sunny day. But before Mm -hmm. that started, he kept playing waiting on a sunny day. And I remember a writer said, look, we just got to get used to it. Obviously, Bruce loves doing Waiting on a Sunny Day. He's going to keep playing Waiting on a Sunny Day. So whether we like it or not, he likes playing it. So get over it. And, and so if there's a song that John or anyone else loves to play, then go for it. Absolutely. And I, I'm reminded of so many of the discussions that happened on Shot of Rhythm, where someone would express an opinion that 90% yeah. of the people on the listserv disagree with. Yeah. And we all of a sudden, there'd be emails flying and people saying, you're not a real fan. No, of course, we never really got that nasty yeah. on there because we're John Hyatt fans. We're lovely people, yeah. as you and I know, Jesse, because of all the lovely people that give us the love and support. Yes. But yeah, yeah, it's no artist owes their audience anything. This is all about do you want to give attention to this art? Do you, does it evoke a feeling in you? And what does that feeling drive you to do? Does it drive you to listen to the song more often? Does it drive you to feel the spirit of God move within you if it's a hymn? Does it drive you to take some kind of psychedelic drug of some sort as I'm thinking of those 60s songs that this is reminiscent of, but you also can just say, eh, not for me. And that's, yeah, absolutely. Any final thoughts? I, it's funny. I said on the last one that I wish that little head had a different title. I've often felt that this would be a really great album if maybe he had chosen something else for a different title track tiki bar is open which has nothing to do with the song that we're thinking of but i always have this idea of we are listening to a lounge singer because of the title the tiki bar is open and this song i think does have that kind of yeah so i don't know maybe if this was the last song on a album called all the lilacs in ohio it would be a very different song yeah okay interesting all right all right you are up first to give your rating all right for those not familiar with the scale we are rating on all of john hyatt so there has to be some ones there has to be some fives I stick to the, we're only going whole points. We're not going half points. And one of the things that defines the lowest one-star songs is every once in a while you skip it. At eight and a half minutes, I might not skip it from the very beginning, but I'm not getting to the end of this every time it comes on the iPod. So this is a one-star song for me. I am so glad you went first. And I'm so glad you talked about the skip it because... I was leaning toward giving it a two, but the reality is I'm listening to this today and I shared with you with the new job, I haven't been able to listen at my job. I've had to listen like in the car or like today before we recorded and I'm like, skip. 
Okay, I've heard about 30 seconds of instrumental. Skip, I'm going to go to the next song. So, yeah. yes, if you use that as your barometer measuring stick, then I think it's going to be a one, two. So it's a one for me as well. And Michael, please don't hate us. You. Yes, we love <laughs> you, Michael. Yes. Our, that was fun. And even a one-star song is, we have fun talking about it. And I would love, I am looking forward to when we post this on the Facebook page, people giving their thoughts, giving counter arguments. We would love you. I am at Jesse Jackson DFW on X, AKA Twitter. And tell us what you think. That would be just absolutely wonderful. Where can they reach you, Sylvan? And also we have our own Facebook of Perfectly Good Podcast. They can drop us an email if they uh, don't want to be part of the evil social media empires. Podcast at gmail.com. I believe you even have a voicemail box. Is that correct? I do. And it is, I will let you know in just a minute. Because remember, we talked about last time, we could not figure out when you put 469-249-2442, there was no easy phrase that came up. There actually is something, and there was nothing that stood out to us. So yes, that you can leave a voicemail and we will we'll play it on the podcast. So that'd be great. Yeah. And um, yeah, do find our... Google site, if you can, the full list of songs and a estimated date of when we'll be recording is up there. There's some really great ones in F and then we hit the G's. So there's even more wonderful songs coming up and we love having company. We absolutely do. We haven't had company yet in 2024, though I have a sneaking suspicion that we are having someone coming up on a pretty special song that may have been a audible on a <laughs> someone's New Orleans experience. I will leave it at that. Hint, yeah. If you're listening to the podcast, you're like, why are they joking around about that? Everyone knows what they're talking about. There could be someone new listening. Absolutely. But yeah, we have a song coming up that there's going to be no question that there are the songs that define the one star. There are songs that the design define the five star rating. And yeah. that's the beauty of this. We're going to hit uh, the both in one letter. Absolutely. All right, listeners, thank you so much for being part of this journey with us. We know it's a long one. We hope it's a fun one. I know it makes us happy that you guys give us feedback. And this is truly a joy. Every other week, Sylvan and I get to hang out. Thank you, Sylvan. Thank you, listeners. And have a little faith. Have a little faith. Bye. 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 Baby, we can come on home. Put the cow horns back on the Cadillac and change the message on the code of It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.